In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Sup Daily Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends... Which is us. <laughs> Hi, Sammy. How are you? I am, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, relative <laughs> to the world. Also fine. I'm in the middle of moving. So just kind of focusing all my energy on that. Oh, okay. I see the hats are no longer there. Yeah, Obama, my hope poster's down. Just everything's in boxes. I mean, basically everything's in boxes that we don't need for daily life. And this weekend, all the rest of it's going to go. That is exciting. I'm moving at the end of the month, the month being July, not June. I know so many people who literally like, they're like, we outgrew our apartment in quarantine. Like if you're stuck in your apartment for three months, you're like, I need actually a new apartment. Yeah, we're moving (laughs) in the same building, like just upstairs. And they gave Mm -hmm. us it's Manhattan where everyone's trying to leave. So (laughs) got like a great rent. Um, Yeah. And That's basically what we did as well. We moved within um, our same management company to like upgrade the apartment and they were able to like, because for those of you who don't know, moving in New York, a lot of times you have to pay like first month, last month and security deposit. It's like, it's this thing where it's like, sure, you can pay rent, but can you pay it three times? Three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even with like, even with, you know, it, for people who don't live in New York, which many people who listen to the podcast do you to, if you want to be able to prove that you can pay your rent in some cases they make you have like as your as your annual income like 40 times the the actual rent even yes. though you're only paying 12 months of rent not 40 months of rent in one year um there's there that's or that if you have a guarantor they'll make it like 75 times yeah more. it's yeah. it's a wild system but i think we both gamed it at this point <laughs> yeah i mean i would say if anyone has aspirations to live in manhattan the time is now <laughs> the time is now you have to br- we'll bring never. your mask and you're going to be inside for a while <laughs> yeah but you will never get a better deal on manhattan rent than you can get right now and that and that's the tea um this, you know what i was actually just thinking that my move um I'm going to be debuting my new apartment at our very own live show, America's Zoom birthday party, which is July 2nd at 8 p.m. I will have been living in my apartment for exactly 24 hours. I hope um, it'll be clean. <laughs> I hope that it's clean. I mean, it'll pro- you'll probably just see like a white wall and some boxes, but uh, it'll be the big debut. But this is exactly one week from tonight, our live show. Our live show is exactly one week from tonight. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. And guys, time flies. It's going to be so fun. We have a mix of politicians and comedians. We've got Rep Eric Swalwell. We've got guests from Crooked Media. They're all going to be playing games with us, and we're going to be doing different segments to raise funds for the ACLU's Voting Rights Project. Tickets are just $10, and all of that money is going to go to the ACLU Voting Rights Project. So all get the your tickets. All the, I just want to be clear. All the proceeds. proceeds. Oh, sorry removes a percentage that the platform takes, but the platform is really, really legit. So it's okay that they're taking it, but less, you know, minus that percentage, which is like fairly small, the rest goes to the ACLU, a hundred percent of it. Great. Yes. So you can get those tickets at betches.co slash sup live. That's betches.co slash sup live. And the show is in one week, July 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm debuting my new apartment. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be really fun. It, the platform is so cool. It is yeah. like the future of at-home entertainment. Um, it's You're basically just watching like a live special in mm-hmm. your house that you can stream onto your TV, your computer. You know, it's, yeah. it's really great. And we've been working on the games and... I'm just going to say that they're really funny and fun and we're going to be able to like interact with you and stuff while you're at home. You're going to be able to comment. It's going to be like a really, really cool, a cool, fun night. Definitely. (laughs) And it's also a donation to the ACLU. So it's entertainment and a donation. Exactly. And if we've seen anything this week with all the primaries, it's that the ACLU's voting rights project is quite vital. Yes, indeed. Uh, so definitely uh, very, I'm very happy to be raising money for such an important cause. Agreed. But speaking of vital, uh, the highest one-day count of reported COVID cases since the beginning of the outbreak um, was recorded yesterday, um, which is 45,000 new cases. The fact that we're now three months in with all of this new information you know, supposedly the best healthcare system in the world, you know, the most, you know, the most advanced. And yet, we are reporting the highest number of cases in one day. Meanwhile, Spain, Italy, the UK, where their prime minister had COVID, their curves are like falling, falling, falling. Mm -hmm. Ours is an actual exponential graph. Well, and let's not even get into... China and South Korea, who are making us look like fools. Yeah, or New Zealand. <laughs> or New Ze- Well, New Zealand, it's like they literally eliminated COVID and then one person got it and they were like, dang. They've <laughs> <laughs> got like one lady who has it. Um, but yeah, I mean, every country that has the resources that we have is schooling us in this response in every or single way. Or even the ones that don't have the resources we have. Italy does not have the resources we That's have. That's also true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, not, not a lot of countries have the resources we have. I just mean like, I know cases are like soaring in like Brazil and South America and stuff, but for like the United States to be where it's at is fucking embarrassing. The problem is that we have the resources, but Jared thinks that they're his resources. So he's like, this is my PPE. You can't have yeah. Yeah. Isn't mine I, later. I need it. I need two twenty thousand of them for myself. God. Anyway. Wednesday's count of forty five thousand five hundred and fifty seven diagnoses tops the previous highest daily count, which was April twenty sixth. And it tops that number by more than nine thousand cases, according to NBC News. The World Health Organization reported its single day record on Sunday with more than hundred and eighty three thousand new cases worldwide. 
Um, in the United States, cases are currently rising the fastest in Arizona, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, and dozens more states. But those are kind of Arizona like, is like, what the fuck is going on in Arizona? Uh, a lot of old people. But also young people who are dumb as hell going to bars and stuff and just like, it's really crazy. You know what we haven't heard a lot about lately? It'll go away in the heat. It'll go away when it's warm out. Okay. All right. You're in like the hottest place in America. Yeah. Like you're scorching and you all have COVID. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So this has, I think, really brought to head the debate about masks because masks and social distancing Um, those are the two things that scientists are saying are the most consequential when it comes to preventing the spread of the virus, but it's also led to a massive culture war surrounding the wearing of masks. And we have a pretty crazy clip coming from guess what state? Florida. You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people, are waking up. And we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening. Okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you... Doctor are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet. Okay, six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them. So when the the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're going to they're going to scan everybody. We got to get scanned. We got to get temperatured. The kids have to go to school with masks. Are you insane? Are you crazy? Oh, boy. I mean, here's what I will say about that clip is that um, you guys remember from from the podcast earlier this week where I was so nervous to say that I believed uh, the firework conspiracy and she hits like seven different conspiracies in two minutes, not a care in the world. (laughs) And I just realized like, I'm like, I need to be more confident about my own conspiracies because this lady hit on like Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton, deep state pedophiles, um, 5G, all of these Go about your life with the lack of concern and fearlessness with which this Florida woman <laughs> argued to not wear a mask. I love being like, and doctor, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> we know. I like that. I also like that the beginning of her speech, she's kind of trying to act like you guys tried to hide citizen's arrest from us, but we know about citizen's arrest now. I'm like, that information has been available. Yeah, like I, citizens' arrest. I feel like I heard about that when I was like five, and like, oh, yeah. citizens' arrest, you dad. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing, whatever. But she, she just heard about it. That's a very Trumpy thing, where like you just hear about something and you assume that everyone is just hearing about Frederick it. Douglass hearing about him more and more these days. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's. This is while in Miami at present time, 20% of COVID tests are coming up positive. That's like more than a quarter of the people who are testing Mm -hmm. are getting it. I believe if I remember correctly, numbers like at the peak in New York were around like the low teens, I almost want to say. 
And as a result of this, the tables have turned because yesterday, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut announced that they're requiring out-of-state visitors to require to quarantine for at least 14 days upon arrival if they come from those eight states with the highest infection rates, which is funny because Florida claimed that they were going to make New Yorkers quarantine. And now look who's now quarantining. Now look at you. Now look yeah. at you. Won't even yeah. wear a mask. And if you think that you can't, that, that there's no way that this could be enforceable, Cuomo said that hotel clerks and police could help enforce this and that violators could face a fine between $2,000 and $10,000. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, it's it's actually thrown a bunch of stuff with my fam for a loop because obviously I'm, I'm going to visit my family in Texas. As of now, obviously things are a little bit up in the air as everything is with COVID, but this means that when I come back, I was already intending to quarantine for two weeks when I came back just because I'm a responsible person. <laughs> but now I legally must quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Y'all can send my Instagrams to Cuomo and be like, she's out and about. I see her. <laughs> Elise, you just can't tell people what day you got back exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, no, I just no. so everyone knows I'm I will quarantine for two we, weeks when I get back. Uh, we believe in the honor system here. Yes. Like you don't have to beg me to stay home for 14 days. Just saying. You don't have to beg me to wear a mask. You don't have to beg me to get a test. You don't have to beg me to do something that is gonna help me and other people not get a very serious disease. Yeah. I that to me, no brainer. I also see it as like uh, and this applies with voting and other ways that people think that they can just like do whatever because it won't matter. Like it's a sign of self-respect to follow these rules. Like you, whether you, whether you think so or not, you are part of the gen pop. Like, I know you think you're the shit cause maybe you're verified on Instagram or like, I don't know, some other th- bullshit. Some of us aren't. All- what? <laughs> some of us aren't. <laughs> yeah, but, but regardless, I don't give a fuck if you're Beyonce, you are still part of the gen pop. Like your, your lungs are not made out of anything that our lungs are not. So no one is, you ain't special here. Mm -hmm. So it is a sign of self-respect that you think you matter enough to be able to be a COVID spreader, be someone who could help the situation. So doing the right thing is not a sign of like being lame or like a sheep. It's that you respect yourself and other people enough to maintain safety precautions. Like what the fuck else are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really it's absurd it's crazy um we have laws that say you have to no shirt no shoes no service you know what i mean like put on a fucking mask is it any different than someone being like hey you have to you can't you got to cover up your bare feet if you want to come into our restaurant yeah like I mean, you know what i mean grosser than feet you have to wear pants <laughs> yeah you have to wear you pants have, you have to wear pants it's the same it's pants for your mouth just wear them yeah <laughs> during the during the pandemic if you don't want to wear it in your house just like pants again take them off when you get into your house if you're i guess if you're in a group of people that's far away from everybody all of you have agreed you don't want to wear pants okay <laughs> it's it's just the same rule as pants it is it is except when the pandemic ends you still have to wear your pants and you don't wear the mask that's true see it's no. even it's actually easier than pants yeah <laughs> Pants are not even locked in. Pants Pants are are forever. forever. (laughs) Masks are only for as long as we all decide to like, here's the thing. If you just wear the fucking mask, this will end sooner. Or do you never want to travel to Europe again? Like what's, what's going on with people? Yeah. 
I mean, it's crazy. That's the that's the ultimate. Too long, didn't read of this. It's crazy, and wear your fucking mask. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Should we get into something that actually feels good to talk about? Yeah. (laughs) Joe Biden is uh, soaring in the polls. A uh, A new New York Times and Siena poll has the former vice president leading Trump by 14 points nationally. That's 11 points in Michigan, 11 in Wisconsin, 10 in Pennsylvania, 9 in North Carolina, 7 in Arizona, and 6 in Florida. Uh, Biden has said that he will ask his delegates to vote from home and skip the convention, uh, but he does plan to accept the nomination at the convention in Milwaukee. I mean, I'm glad to hear he's getting out of his basement for a minute. Yeah, he. <laughs> I guess they're they're tentatively letting him go places. Um, he did a he did a fundraiser with Obama this week. I watched the Zoom fundraiser. I watched as he well. Raised, like I think like eleven to fifty eleven million. Yeah. Yeah. It was like $11 million that they raised. And I saw, I mean, so Trump's like war chest is huge. Like he has ultimately more money than Biden, but Biden outraised him. I think most recently. Yeah. Last month he outraised him. So that's good. I mean, I, I don't see this as like, I don't think the Democrats or Biden will ever match the money that they have because they have the Koch brothers, the Mercers, like we're not going to win the money game. The Russians. (laughs) <laughs> right. I can't believe, sorry, sorry. I can't believe I didn't like talk about that. Like, what happened to me? Um, yeah, they have enough money. Um, we're never going to beat them at the money. Maybe we could raise more money in a month, but like ultimately they have more. So it can't be about money is really the, yeah. It needs to be about enthusiasm. Yes. I mean, look, 
any Money discussion can't of buy polls, you enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, any discussion of polls, I get. I get squicked out because I get scared because I remember not long ago what the polls said. But it is nice to see him leading so much in the polls. And I do know that the polls that are being taken now are accounting for some of the deficits that were made in 2016. Uh, So maybe they are slightly better. And these leads are bigger even than what they said. Hillary was going to lead with. Also, it does sort of feel just like with my spidey senses mm-hmm. that people are like, okay, he's fucking ridiculous. Like, like I kind of feel like n- not Biden, Trump. Yeah. I do feel like there, there is sort of like a little bit of a shift, not in his like he his like serious base of like the 60s, 200 people who attended yeah. the Tulsa rally like those are like the diehards but I don't think that like that's like the more fringy pieces of the base not fringes in like right wing fringe I mean like the the bait the fringe of the base yes I feel like some of those people are like okay maybe he's a little nuts he did tell us to drink bleach <laughs> yeah I mean I I do think it's turning out that the best campaign for Joe Biden has just been letting Trump's incompetence shine through and through. Um, And being empathetic as a contrast. Yeah. And just seeming like a normal man. I know that he's not, listen, I know he's not, you know, the sharpest orator that we've got in the country right now or whatever. But if the base is seeming like a normal man, he seems like more of a normal man. (laughs) <laughs> he does. <laughs> he seems like I think people become desensitized to the fact that like if you were coming into this world with no context and you saw Donald Trump, you you would think this man looks insane. Yeah. Be like, how are people how did people elect this crazy looking motherfucker? Like and sounding, and I think that people just are tired. I think that people are tired of chaos. And I yes. think, you know, Joe Biden as a candidate, whatever his flaws, however you feel about him or enthusiastic or not, he's he doesn't feel like an agent of chaos, which is yes. like what we've been dealing with. And people are fucking tired. We've been stuck inside for months. Like there's historic unrest that is happening socially. People are fucking tired and they are sick of just feeling like there's chaos and the one thing that Trump the only thing that everybody knows that Trump guarantees is four more years of this shit. Yeah, there's like almost 50 million people unemployed. Um it's if you look at the that graph that I described earlier of the US cases going exponentially up and the UK and Italy and Spain, there's no reason why those countries should be showing us up. Yeah. And I understand we couldn't have controlled the genesis of coronavirus or what china did or didn't share in january february but we do have our own resources and we could have done things to slow down this virus to be where these other countries are where we could be resuming a normal life people could maybe start to be like going back to offices without like freaking out like maybe we could have some sort of solutions in place to get through the fall and winter and 
frankly, that probably would have helped him get reelected. Um, so I don't know. But instead, we have fucking Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, who they just had five thousand cases in a day and he still is like doing another shutdown is a last resort and he made a statement where he's like we can have both and i'm like no you can't actually okay you do not have enough tests you do not have for you to have both there would have to be mandatory masks a testing regime mandatory social distancing and you're not willing to do any of the stuff to have both so no you can't i mean he's gonna have to shut down the state again We'll see. He might not, and it just might become chaos. Should we switch gears to yes. um, just some beautiful corruption stories? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, kind of a throwback story to the Russia case. Um, we're back in the realm of Roger Stone and Michael Flynn and these crazy... And we're going to hear what happened with the Roger Stone case. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. You may remember that Roger Stone was convicted on seven counts um, back in November 2019, including witness tampering and lying to investigators, and that in February of this year, um, right before the pandemic, so I understand if you forgot, he was sentenced to 40 months in federal prison. Okay, so right after those that sentencing, the sentencing guidelines came out, um, four lawyers had withdrawn from the Roger Stone case um, because Bill Barr's DOJ had overruled their sentencing recommendations to give Roger Stone a shorter sentence than they had recommended. Um, and now one of those four prosecutors is talking about Bill Barr's interference in Roger Stone's sentence. Yesterday, a federal prosecutor named Aaron Zelinsky recounted political interference in the sentencing of longtime Donald Trump confidant Roger Stone. Zelensky told the House Judiciary Committee that senior officials freely discussed concerns that they were being pressured to go easy on Stone during sentencing. So this was happening and they were all discussing that it was happening. They knew that there was something afoot. Um, Zelensky testified that, and he said, I was told that the acting U.S. attorney was giving Stone a break because he was afraid of the president of the United States. So again, we have witness tampering. Um, Zelensky is currently employed by the Justice Department. And he said that Attorney General Bill Barr was very aware that this was going on, meaning it was going on with his permission because Bill Barr also wants Roger Stone's sentence to be shorter. Um, this was uh, this testimony came after a written statement that Zelensky had, had submitted where he described intense pressure for the four Stone prosecutors to recommend a light sentence and one that would deviate from how they normally prosecute cases unrelated to the president's friends. Um, and then after they had submitted that, um, the a very an appropriate sentencing recommendation, so longer than what Barr and the president wanted, um, the four prosecutors, including Zelensky, who had testified, withdrew from the case. Um, so at the testimony, um, the Republicans obviously were like, okay, I don't fucking care. Um, specifically, <laughs> well, Jim first of Jim. all, we already knew this was happening, so tell us something new. Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay, I thought you were here to like reveal information, not review it. Yeah. <laughs> we're obviously good with this. Um, so Jim Jordan was on this mm. committee making a fool of himself. No jacket, Jim. No jacket, Jim. <laughs> um, and they basically, they wanted to discredit this guy because he was part of Mueller's team. And obviously Mueller... Um, you know, far left Democrat, mm-hmm. 
um, well known for for his you know nearly communist ideologies. Yeah. He's so far left that he kept voting for Republicans to throw people off so that he could do the agenda of the left. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's like he's no, he's like gone stealth as a Republican for all these years, but it's only to trick people because he's really on the left. Yeah, and so I do want to point out that. So this is what Zelensky was saying. He also testified about how this was sort of, there was a pattern at the DOJ of how Bill Barr's essentially his desires would be carried out. Um, there was another testimony from a, an official in the Justice Department's antitrust division named John Elias, who told lawmakers that Barr targeted cannabis companies in antitrust simply because he doesn't like the marijuana industry. Just why would you even have time to care about that right now? Like, I just can't even imagine being like, like the motivation to be anti-legalization of weed at this point, unless, which is probably true, Bill Barr is pro continuing to lock up people of color for uh, minor drug crimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that motive plays some sort of role in, in why he wants to focus on this. Yeah. It's like he clearly just wants to support the prison industrial complex because truly like Trump doesn't give a shit about this. I don't think Trump's base gives a single shit about this. Who are the anti-legalization people at this point? Like Jeff Sessions is the only other one. John Boehner is, uh, is actually works for a cannabis company. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. So along hilarious. the hilarious general corruption, John Elias also said that, that DOJ's investigation into California's emissions deal with four automakers was motivated by Trump's anger at their coordination, meaning Trump got pissed off that these people coordinated on a lower on a deal to lower emission carbon emissions and Barr went after them. Um, and Zelensky said that he could lose his job if he didn't cooperate with like basically what Bill Barr wanted. Um, and Bill Barr is has agreed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee on July 28th. Um, but we'll see be interesting. what happens with that. It's wild to me how bad Bill Barr turned out to be when there was like so little, like there was so much made of Jeff Sessions who ultimately wasn't really able to do as much as he would have because he had to recuse himself and then he and Trump got in a fight and <laughs> all the weird, that whole weird drama. But, like, I remember, like, his confirmation, it was, like, a huge deal because there was, like, that Coretta Scott King letter against him and all that stuff. And then I remember when Bill Barr was getting confirmed, everyone was, like, I mean, I would see tweets that were, like, we should pay attention to this guy. He's bad. But he has turned out to be, like, the worst. very effectively bad. Yeah, I think people knew that he, like, the people who were saying we should pay attention were the ones who knew how bad he would be. Yeah. And then, but... I remember the day he, I remember when he got confirmed, we were distracted by a different story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough and it's kind of goes into that, like the banality of evil thing. Like he just, Jeff Sessions looks like a Confederate ghost and talks <laughs> like a Confederate ghost and is like very flashy. And like, I mean, Coretta Scott King literally wrote a letter against him. So it was like very easy to figure out this, whereas Bill Barr just kind of does seem like a normal guy you'd see, see in government. And I think it just like flew under the radar, but well, he's been I, quite bad. No, like I know that there was a reason that, that it wasn't covered and there, there was, was something else going happening. on at the time. And I remember because we were doing the outline for this podcast and 
we had said we didn't put Bill Barr in the outline because we were like, we didn't have time for some reason. And then I remember like just it coming. Well, up. if anyone at home remembers, tweet at us. What was yeah. the thing that was happening while Bill Barr was? Being I think concerned? it was abortion. Like something you remember when, when there was there was like a whole they were trying to like reduce the, the heartbeat laws. Maybe it was around there. Well, I would be interested to know. So if you remember, tweeted us. I have one last story that's related to all of this that we were talking about. Uh, yesterday, an appeals court ordered a judge to dismiss the case against Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn being sort of the OG shady Trump bro. He went down like immediately. <laughs> uh, he pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI twice about his conversations with then-Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Oh, I haven't said his name in a while. TBT <laughs> to Sergei Kislyak. Uh, during the presidential transition, the Justice Department moved last month, again, thanks to Bill Barr, to dismiss the case against him. And then trial judge Emmett Sullivan of the D.C. District Court did not immediately act, instead saying that he wanted to weigh the department's arguments at least until July. Um... Sullivan was going to have John Gleason, a former judge known for putting mob bosses in prison, review the DOJ's prosecution decisions. But yesterday, uh, this three-judge panel that ended up being split on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals decided that it was not necessary and ordered Sullivan to dismiss the case. So I guess... They came in and they were like, what you're doing is not allowed. Um, if the appeal isn't challenged, uh, then the Trump campaign will basically get to say that Flynn was exonerated. Um, and then I bet they hire him next year. Oh, he's getting his job back. He's absolutely going to get his job back because that is like the troll mind of Donald Trump. Yeah. And never forget that one of the things that fucking Obama told Trump in their meeting was oh. to look out for Michael Flynn. So he at, wants nothing more than to get Michael Flynn back in there and to be like, oh, Michael Flynn's great, Obama, the Democrats, da-da-da-da-da. Like, this is personal for him. So Oh, for sure. He literally will put him on the Flynn's ticket. Flynn's a good guy. See if you can see your way to letting Flynn go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, like, his whole thing. So um, Flynn has been, like, treated, like, basically a martyr by the Trump campaign and his supporters. They think that he's the victim of a witch hunt. Uh, he actually pled guilty twice, which isn't normally what the witches do in the witch hunt. They usually are. They're like, I'm not a witch. Stop. I can't do any spells. <laughs> I don't know how to do. I don't know where you're getting this from. I'm not a witch, but he pleaded guilty twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and after the DOJ tried to dismiss this case, the case earlier this year, hundreds of former national security professionals and federal prosecutors criticized Barr for making what they argued were political rather than legally sound decisions on cases involving the president's friend, which goes back to all of the stuff that Sammy was just talking about. So rounds out our pod real nicely there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've covered everything, the pandemic, corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the one thing that else. we didn't hit on is police reform at the moment. Yeah, but definitely. The TLDR on that is that the Dems blocked the Republicans' bill yesterday because the Republicans' bill horrible. doesn't do anything. So Yeah, I mean, they don't <laughs> care. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, we still need to arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, all that stuff. Wild. 
Wild. Wild. Crazy. I cannot even. <sighs> yeah. Okay, Sammy, I think that's it for today's episode. But do you want to remind people where they can get tickets for our live show? Betches.co slash live. And that show will be taking place on July 2nd at 8 p.m. EST. And until the return of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.